get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. We need to brighten up the mood around here. And Joey Vitale is a guy that always does that. He joins us now via the 101 ESPN hotline. You can hear him on the call for Blues versus Rangers and pregame with Alex Ferrario starting at 6 o'clock tonight right here on your home for the Blues 101 ESPN. Joey, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Joey, Joey, Joey. Ah, he's awesome. What's up, boys? What's up? Well, yeah, I've listened uh, People are having a tough day with these cars. I'm I'm having a rough day with these doggone squirrels. My wife, she she wanted to get a bird feeder because she's really into birds. Speaking oh, don't of don't do it, Joe. I mean, listen to this thing. She got this bird feeder sitting right outside her kitchen. It seemed like it seemed very poetic and and um, you know beautiful. And then I'm just watching these squirrels literally torment the heck out of my bird feeder. They're shaking it and seeds falling all over the place. I haven't seen one bird. I have not seen one bird in that feeder. It's just been squirrels and rabbits and little and, and just different, different varmints that are coming over and just kind of shaking it up. And basically, we're feeding all the squirrels in the neighborhood. Now we got a squirrel problem. Joe. I had a squirrel problem, too, that resulted in uh, my backyard just having, like, a a nest of acorns that uh, wound up in the middle of my lawn, and, uh, well, it killed everything. So, thankfully, I used Green Envy, and they fixed that, but uh, squirrels squirrels might be uh, the biggest pain in the you-know-what. Pretty sure I had a raccoon in my attic last week. BK invites these pests into his house. I guess we can call Rottler, uh, Rottler Pest, uh, Pell and Kill Pest Control. Maybe, maybe they'll, they'll be on it. But, yeah, I'm having a rough time with it, I tell you what. But it is spring, and it is time for those little critters to be coming out. So that seems to be a positive, at least. You know, Joey's never house made... is basically Dr. Doom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never made the comp, too. Like, BK's had a bird and a raccoon in his house. Like, BK might be Snow White. And, Joe, if you remember correctly, BK <laughs> wore a Snow White, Snow White lingerie outfit for a punishment. He might be like whoa. a Snow White with these animals. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, Joe, we need to back up there. I may have missed that one. Whoa, what happened? No, no, no. So he, Joe, he BK, overstated that it was just a dress. No, no, it wasn't, Joe. It was a, a lingerie outfit of Snow White. He uh, he lost a punishment, and T-Bone and I, we all came up with punishments for our football pick this year, uh, and Tanner and I didn't actually understand the repercussions of having BK wear that because uh, it was an eyesore. I couldn't look at him all day, Joe. Yeah. Ouch. That, that, that might be an image you can never... You can never like leave. You know, what I mean, that, that, that's something you can never forget. I would imagine. So every time I would look at BK moving forward, I would only see him as, as in that print. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, I already can't look at him, but imagine having that and. In- ingrained in your brain. Yeah. Hey, man, Ouch. you got you to do what you got to do. All right, Joey, let's talk a little bit about these Blues because they've been playing better of late, uh, much to the detriment of their draft pick slot, but we don't have to worry about that. You like seeing them win out there, and Justin Falk has been one of the guys that's leading the charge. In his last 15 games, he's got 13 points. He's a plus 12 in that stretch, and he's averaging more than 23 minutes on the ice over those 15 games. Joey, what have you seen from Justin Falk? What's changed in terms of what he's done on the ice for you? Well, I think for Justin Falk, I think he's he's certainly a leader that this team really needed. You know what I mean? Um, you go you go into this post you know trade deadline, and I think that Craig Berube 
kind of had a recycle effect of who the leaders were and who he needed to address. And he even brought this up, especially after Ryan O'Reilly got traded. You know, he, he took four guys into a room and he basically turned the leadership over to them. You know, guys that have had, you know, different sample sizes of it. Certainly Justin Falk has been a co-captain in his career, but, it was, you know, it was Falk. It was, of course, you know, Robert Thomas. Uh, Colton Pareko was another player in there as well as Braden Chen. So those are the four guys he really kind of grabbed, two forwards, two defensemen. And, you know, I think he had a conversation with them basically stating that this is where we're at in the season. Craig Berube has seen this spot enough. I certainly have experienced it as a player where you are in rebuild mode, you are in sell mode, and this is where you had to be very careful about how you were going to approach the rest of the season. You needed to stay competitive. You needed to keep the compete. You needed to keep the energy, and you certainly needed to keep the life going in that room because of the drastic effect that that could have in the future. And this is what I think the leadership group has done very well. I go to that National Predators game last weekend. That was one of the most embarrassing losses according to a couple of veterans I talked to on the plane ride home from Nashville. And what did they do the very next afternoon? They beat the Boston, they, excuse me, they lost the Boston Bruins, but they almost, they almost ended up beating them there in overtime. And then it was a very, just a, a gutsy effort by the veterans, especially Braden Shen and Justin Falk, like you mentioned. Those type of guys, I can't tell you what that does to galvanize the group to keep uh, the culture intact. And what I mean by culture is you need to make sure you stay competitive. You have to keep that identity going throughout the rest of the season because you have young players that are learning from you. Yes, I understand that some Blues fans who, you know, were a little frustrated right now. It's funny that you're frustrated that the Cardinals are losing and you can be frustrated <laughs> the Blues for winning. But that, that really is the truth, isn't it? Yeah. But, but for, those, for those fans out there, I, I would tell you this. You know, and Curves brought this up the other day. You know, yes, you may slide. You may not get a top five pick. You may not get that number six overall. You may end up sliding to the 12th or 13th. Uh, but, but trust me when I tell you this, you know, some of the Blues' best players have come later in those rounds. I mean, look at Robert Thomas. He wasn't a top 10 pick. You go back to 2010, Jaden Schwartz, you know, to me, was just Mr. Blue throughout that 2019 run, you know, 14th overall. You know what I mean? So you look at, you look at some of these players that in 2010, Tarasenko as well, some of these players that are franchise changers, they're not necessarily top three, top four picks. They, they could come later in the first round. So don't get so hung up on, oh, we're going to fall to 13th and 14th. We're, never, we're not going to find that, that franchise player. There's plenty of them out there. It's a deep draft. And I think the Blues are certainly still going to be okay between that 10 and 15 range. So the most important thing for right now is to make sure you're still grooming those young players, whether it be a Matthew Kessel in his second game. He's starting to see the competitive nature. He's starting to see how the Blues way is. You know, Jake Neighbors is certainly still kind of in that mix. Torpchenko. It's more important that they stay competitive and they have that winning hockey down the stretch, and maybe you fall four or five spots in the draft. I'd rather see that than a team that completely combusts, like we saw with the Philadelphia Flyers who got called out by their assistant coach for having guys not even try. And then, okay, so you're going to get like a seven or eight pick now, and then you have this culture of players that have not tried the last two months of the season. Give me a break. No, this is, this is the right way. This is The Blues are handling it properly. Starts to Craig Ruby, filters down to the leadership. They're staying competitive. There's been some exciting hockey. Yeah, you're going to drop a few points in the, in the draft. You may, you may get you know, 11 or 12 instead of a five or six. But this is the right way uh, moving forward in the future. Joe, um, I'm expecting Bennington in between the pipes with this one tonight, and I would expect him to get at least two more starts down the stretch. Uh, I posed this question to BK and Tanner yesterday in the office. Do, do you feel like there's anything else for Bennington to, quote-unquote, prove by the end of the regular season? 
Oh, let's see him score a goal. He hasn't done that yet. In his <laughs> I mean, that's a small thing. You know, he almost had one the other day, too, as, as we were watching that Philly game. It looked like they were going to dump it at the red line. I remember thinking, like, if he has an opportunity, he's going to go He's going to go for it. Uh, that's a statistical thing I think he'd like to see. You know, but aside from that, you know, I'd like to see, you know, Jordan Bennington uh, just continue that compete and continue that fight. You know, some of these goals that are going in past him, you really can't hang them on the goaltender. They, they've been backdoor tap-ins. They've been, they've been, you know, power play goals for the team coming right across the blue paint, or maybe the defenseman misses a responsibility. Uh, but, you know, he, he has been so consistent all year. And, again, I, I hate I, – I feel like it's the integrity of my uh, – me, me saying that. People are like, what is he talking about? Look at these numbers. Look at the wins. But he really has. I mean, this has been a goaltender that has seen – such uh, just inconsistent and sometimes blatantly terrible defense right in front of them. And of course, you know, these players, the, these offensive players on the opposing team, uh, the sticks, you know, the power plays, the way that they can score goals at will. I mean, you really got to defend. You got to defend very consistently and hard in order to, to keep these games low scoring. He has not had a terrific five-man unit in front of him pretty much all year consistently. It's been spotty. It's been here and there. And again, this is not talking about the defenseman. This is a five-man defending group that this team has just not been very good at in front of them. And he has still figured out a way to keep this team in most games when most goaltenders, I mean, I'm telling you, they would have thrown the towel and given up a long time ago. Even when he's allowed one early or two early, he keeps it at two, doesn't allow it to get to three. Um, and I think when you talk about the veterans in Chen and Preko, we were talking about Justin Falk, so much of the compete, of Jordan Bennington really it's a contagious effect throughout this team. And I think as tough of a year it's been from a number standpoint for him, I think one thing that stayed very consistent has been his competitiveness. And I think that that uh, for, for that, he, he's a leader. I mean, I know you don't see goaltenders with a lot of A's or C's anymore. They only happened a couple times. I think Robert Luongo supported a, a captaincy at one point, but aside from that goaltenders don't do it very often, but this is, this is a leader on this team. He's a vocal piece. He's a competitive piece. He's got that drive, and he's got that kind of fight back when, when things aren't going well. And all that really embodies Blues hockey. And moving forward, Alex, into next season, uh, this is going to be a key piece a key piece to this kind of uh, short little rebuild for Doug Armstrong. Joey, our text line wanted to come to the rescue for oh, you. Yeah. I said, tell Joe to mix cayenne pepper in with his bird food. The squirrels don't like it, but it doesn't bother the birds a bit. That'll get rid of his problem. Get it, Joe. Yeah, see, well, I, I'm surprised I didn't think about that because, you know, I know chickens, they, they don't possess any nasal, they don't possess any nasal neurons, and, and that's why you can give chickens, like, peppers. Like, they always say that, you know, if you have chickens, you should give them red and orange peppers because then the color of their food makes uh, makes their yolk darker. You know, so people always are talking about, like, oh, these, these eggs are so healthy, they have an orange color. It's not really about the health. The, the, orange, uh, the oranges and the yolk really comes from, the color of the food. So then people would say, well, you can't give them these like hot red chili peppers because they, they're going to die. They're so hot. But then they fed them these peppers and then these chickens, they didn't do anything. And then they realized over lots of research and studies that they don't actually possess the nasal, the nasal uh, cavity that humans and most animals do so they can absorb those hot peppers and, and cayenne, of course, uh, a big pepper. So I'm surprised I didn't think about that. I know all about the cavities of chickens. I didn't, I didn't assume it was birds, but I'm going to make some cayenne into the bird seat. Please tell the text line thank you for me. Yeah, I've got it. And thank you, Joey, for making us smarter and, and yeah, telling now us I'm about start feeding the chickens nasal peppers. cavities for chickens. Yeah, my, my chicken's yeah, at home. As them. you know, I've got two of everything. Noah's Ark yeah. building over Snow, at my Snow house. White. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll make sure that we feed them all of the peppers Absolutely. that we've got. Please do. Please do. Joe, appreciate the time, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs>